Welcome to the house. We hope this podcast blesses you and encourages you. Enjoy. Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much for moments like this. We know that despite the fact that we're socially distanced, we're never far from you, God. We trust this and we know this. We ask that you would bless this time together, that you would continue to reveal yourself um, to us um, as we're trying to navigate things that look different, God. But Father, help us not miss it. Help us not miss what you're doing, what you continue to do, God. Thank you so much. We love and we praise you. Amen. What's up, you guys? Uh, confessions. I'm super nervous. This stuff, like, I know you guys are like, some of you who know me are like, what Genesis? That's so dumb. You guys, I'm literally freaking out. But God is good. God is good. And um, I uh, am so excited to be here with you guys tonight. Um, I want to say big thank you to Danny and Dom for your yes. And they're like, oh, Genesis, shut up, because you guys all know them. But um, it takes faith to like really put something like this in action and to get us together. And we could be so many other places tonight, but thank you for creating a space for us to just come together and just hear and learn and reflect and um, just talk with each other. So thank you for that. And thank you to you guys for showing up tonight. I'm so honored to be here with you. I know the words that I've heard you guys speak, some of you speak already have already kind of just put a refresher on me and kind of just allowed me to see things differently. So I just want to say thank you to you guys for um, just getting together tonight and just doing this with us. Um, so I I was trying to figure out like what to speak on tonight. And I was, I was a little freaked out because nothing was coming to me. I remember like Madison texted me yesterday and she was like, hey, like, do you know what you're going to speak on? And I was like, hey, um, no, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't have any idea. And the crazy thing is, is like, it's not that I didn't have anything to speak of. Like it's been, I don't know about you guys, but it's been a season where all kinds of stuff has been happening. You know, like what Nikki talked about, just financially, like maybe job wise, relationship wise, uh, maybe emotionally, mentally, like everything has been kind of at a standstill. And so because of that, like there's all kinds of emotions every day. I can't even tell you like some days I'm great and I'm feeling like super like conquer mentality. And then other days I'm absolutely like defeated or I'm worried or I'm anxious or I'm just trying to figure out these things. But um, I think the biggest theme in, you know, the last few months for me has really been um, like trying to live this life not operating out of a place of performance. My personality type is very much a doer. I love um, getting the job done. I love getting to a place and having a list and checking things off because to me, that's where um, I feel good about myself. And then spiritually, because of what I do, I am a worship leader and I'm in ministry pretty much full time. It can get very much... Um, yeah, it gets very much like performance oriented in the sense that if I show up and I do enough services and if I sing extra hard and if I lead really hard and if I'm extra like inviting people, if I show up enough, if I, if I do enough, then that must mean that, that, that God is present and that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And so as I was thinking about that, um, one of the toughest lessons that I've really been learning is uh, the concept of grace. What does grace look like? What does it look to 
live a life of grace? What does it look to give myself some grace sometimes? And that's probably like the toughest thing. I don't know if any of you guys can relate, but sometimes we can show grace to other people much quicker than we can show it to ourselves, despite the fact that um, we live a life that supposedly tells us that God already paid it all, right? So His grace is sufficient for us. That's what the Word of God says. And um, I think one of the main reasons I love an environment like the house is because there's so much diversity and all kinds of walks. Like some people, you know, are just discovering, you know, their walk with Christ. Some people have been doing this all of their lives. Like I grew up, I can't remember a time in my life when I didn't know about Jesus. And it is incredible but at the same time, I see the zeal of somebody coming to Christ for the first time, maybe after they've experienced some crazy things and they didn't have that Jesus hope at first. And I see the excitement in them. And I'm like, man, I wonder what that's like. I wonder like what kind of things transpire through their minds. I wonder if they see things like grace differently, maybe because they've lived life during a time when they didn't always have the good news. They, they didn't always have Jesus as their first response, right? And so as I was thinking about this, um, I, ha- I was reflecting on a time, um, what it looked like, like the concept of grace, like everything religion had taught me. I grew up in church and because I grew up in church, I grew up with someone else telling me, before I accepted that for myself, I grew up with someone else telling me what God said what God thought about me, how I fit in, how, what I had to do, what I had to stay away from, what I couldn't do, like all the, you know, this list of things that I couldn't, couldn't do. And, um, and I was actually, I went to a writing camp and so songwriters get together for different, you know, for different reasons. And this one was a Christian writing camp. And, um, this specific worship leader who got us all together brought a pastor in to really center us on what he wanted us to write about. He's like, hey, why don't we get together and we get a whole mess of songwriters to speak from a place of grace, meaning the fact that God had already paid it all and really begin to live our lives from that place. And at first I was like, well, duh, like obviously you know, again, all the things that we think we hear and you hear a thousand times, like God already paid it all. You know, God gave his only son so that you could have eternal life. There are these concepts and notions that kind of like say, yes, his grace is sufficient. But I found myself in a place where it was tough to write um, from a place of grace because I didn't feel, I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that. I felt empty. I felt depleted. I felt exhausted. I felt uninspired. I felt like I could say that to someone else. I could sing that to someone else. But then sometimes I would get back in my car at the end of the night or at the end of the service and I would just feel exhausted. And once I got to this place, I, I, I tried to figure out, okay, like, why, why do I feel like this? Why do I, why do I feel like this? And so I kind of want to take you guys through this. And um, I think it's really important because um, a lot of times we hear about it in church. And if you're new to this group, you may hear about it from, you know, like this is not specifically only for just believers. If you're new, if you're just still learning this, if you're coming back to Christ and you're trying to figure out what this looks like, like 
there's room at the table. Like, that's why we're doing this together. And I'm letting you guys know that I'm figuring this out with you. I, like I said, I've done this all my life and I feel like I've rediscovered the concept of grace all over again. And that's what I want to take you guys through tonight. So I kind of wanted to go to the basics, uh, you know, like a short theology lesson on like what grace is and Grace comes from the uh, the concept of the good news, the gospel. God sent his only son to redeem us and save us and give us eternal life. Um, the most important thing that I kind of read that as I was doing my research again is that um, the good news or the gospel promises us direct access to God um, because of God sending his only son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. It automatically meant that we had direct access. And in the Old Testament, what they used to do is like, um, it was very much a petition. Like the Old Testament said that you had to ask someone else to petition for you. You had to show up to the temple. You had to give a sacrifice. You had to basically, it, like the Old Testament said that there was no direct access because God was going to send his son soon, right? So, as a result of this, there was a process, there was procedure, there was protocol, but you couldn't just encounter God or the presence of God directly because it was considered like you were too unclean for that. Um, and so this turned into tradition and somehow tradition turned into religion. And this is super important because religion, I feel, is based on acts. If you show up, if you pray enough, if you follow these steps, if you love this person, if you forgive this, if you forgive that, if you do enough, then you will be able to encounter Jesus. If you do enough, you'll make it to heaven. If you do enough, you'll be a good enough Christian, right? If you do enough, if you look the part, then you can be in this church. And so it's really important that we establish that because that's the thing that I feel I'm still unlearning. Even though the Old Testament says that this was the law, the law meant that God made this series of promises and said, okay, once I send my son, Jesus Christ, y'all will be good. Everything will be paid. The debt will be good. Okay. So the difference between this, like once Jesus came, the, it says, the Bible says the veil was torn. And that's where we move into the New Testament or, you know, what we call the new covenant. The new covenant basically says that there was no need to ask anybody else for access anymore because Jesus had been sent. You now have direct access. And that is the concept of grace. When you look at grace, um, there is closeness. You're already bought and paid for. You don't have to do anything else. You basically operate out of a place of simply being a daughter or a son of the Most High. The danger with religion is that there is no room for grace. The danger with a, like a law mentality is that there's no room for grace. There's no room for sufficiency in, in, in Jesus Christ. Um, and if we continue this way, no one would measure up, period. Like there is no amount of good acts or good deeds that could ever qualify you because his love is perfect. It covers all our ugliness. It covers all of our future sin. It covers your sin right now. And so I thought it was really powerful to kind of see that because it's really tough for me to accept gifts. I'm the kind of person, like anybody who knows me knows that like I am not good 
at just saying thank you at all. Like never, ever, never. It's like, hey Jen, happy birthday. Oh my God, thank you. You look so beautiful. Oh my God, thank you. You drove all this way. Like it's really hard for me just to be like, thank you. That's really tough. And it sounds funny until you see your life later on and you've been living the same life with Jesus. Like I said, like I've lived this life with Jesus so many years and it's still really difficult to accept that I don't have to try so hard. You don't have to try. You don't have to, like it's already something that says it's yours. Grace says it is finished. Grace says I am with you. Grace says I am in you. Grace says the veil was torn and you are free. And because of that, you can rest because that is your inheritance as a daughter or a son of a king, period. Like there's no condition. There's no contract that says if you fulfill these things, then you'll be good enough to enter heaven and be with God forever. Like, or maybe then you'll have direct access. Like you're already there. So one of the biggest questions that I had is like, could it really be that easy? Could I really be that free? where does sin fall into this? Like, what if you, like, what if you mess up? So all of a sudden it's like all dandy and it's fine. Like, so as I continue to like search this, um, the good news, the gospel, the concept of grace is not a sin management program. This is not a place where the focus is on what we do because Christ already did that for us already. I think a lot of people come, I think even now, I think Christianity is kind of seen as like this, oh, like there's almost like this judgmental, there's almost like this stigma, this negative perspective, because it's like, well, I'll never measure up. So I, why do I want to be amongst people that are not only going to judge me, they're going to see my ugly, they're going to see the parts where I fall short and they're going to be like, you don't belong here. And that's what, I'm extremely passionate about is changing the narrative because that's simply not true. That's literally just couldn't be further from the truth of what grace says that you are. Grace says that you already are sufficient. Grace says that you belong here. Grace says that you have a seat at the table. Grace says that nothing could separate you from Jesus' love. And it was so important for me because again, it was so easy for me to tell other people that, but when it came to my life, it's like, I couldn't, I told God, okay, yeah, I know you said that, but let me try and do these things to get my life in order so that I can approach you without shame or guilt or anxiety or fear or all of these things. I don't know if you guys can relate, but even this concept of saying like, God covers your sins, right? Even in that mentality, I thought, yeah, but it doesn't take away the memory. Like, it's like saying, I can forgive them, but I can't forget them. You remember what you did. You remember that time that you said this. You remember that time that you did this or that you saw this or that you talked about this person or that you let this person down or that you... So one of the powerful things about grace is that grace says that your sins are not, are not covered because if something is covered, then it can be uncovered. The enemy uses that. People might use that against you. But grace says that your sins are cut off. God doesn't remember. God doesn't hold that against you and says, oh yeah, well, look at what you did here, 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 and here. And so that was powerful for me because once I thought about the fact that my sins were cut off for me, 
because my father paid for them already. There was no room for shame. There was no room for guilt. There was no room for the anxiety of like, oh my God, what if someone finds out? What if, what if, like, as if God didn't already say it, what if God finds out that I, that I, that I said this? What if God finds out that I did this right before I, you know, right before I, you know, led these people into worship? What if, what if, and so that kind of bondage, that kind of slavery, it's systemic because religion finds a way to control people. Religion says, hey, if we can keep you thinking this way, if we can keep you viewing God this way, then to me, like, it's a, it's, it's a way of controlling people so that you never fully, truly experience freedom. And that's truly all that God wanted you to see and feel and experience. Okay. God created God created the power of freedom, the power of grace, so that you could live freely and enjoy your life. Your life is not meant to be lived in shame or guilt or fear because of these things. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to measure up. Mm-hmm. Um, some, of the, some of these things, I don't know if you guys want to take some notes. There were some things that I thought were really, really interesting. So again, like religion says your sins are just covered, but grace says your sins are cut off. Grace says if it points to Christ and what he's done, this is grace. If it points to you and what you've done, this is a religion or a law mindset. Um, I think that's why stillness and rest is so hard for some of us because you begin to feel self-conscious when you're just sitting, when there's nothing to distract you from what's going on you begin to remember all the things that you're not doing. You remember all the areas where you've fallen short. You remember to compare yourself because, oh, look at look at how they're living. I don't do that. I don't look like this person. I don't sound like this person. I, 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 haven't, I haven't studied the Bible like this person. Like, look at what they do. And it's, it perpetuates this feeling. Even when you're trying to ask for forgiveness, like the religious mentality of repentance makes the focus on us and like begging for forgiveness. Father, please forgive me. Father, please like look at how ugly and dirty I am. As if God didn't already know what you were going to say or what you were going to do. Like God is never surprised by that. God is never overwhelmed ever, ever overwhelmed by what you've done or what you're going to do or what you already did. You know what I'm saying? And so grace changes repentance by saying, by saying, we know that we're forgiven. And so God, we ask that you would help us to renew our mind. So basically it takes us out of a place of where religion says, ask for forgiveness. And maybe if you do that hard enough, then you maybe you'll receive it. And grace says, you've already received, or, or like you've already received forgiveness. So act in a way that would change or renew your mind because you're returning to a place of grace. Like God's already covered it and he's already done it. As a result of this, I think one of the coolest things that I kind of saw in my life was like the concept of inheritance. Like, okay, what would it look like for me to see that God said I was enough? If I simply just had to operate out of a place of being his daughter, period. Like I didn't have to do anything else. So my inheritance is closeness with the Father. Closeness, direct access to the Holy Spirit, direct access to joy, direct access to peace, direct access to wholeness and like this new life of grace right so like I said like I suck at accepting gifts that's not my forte but I'm really working on it I am I am I am because I know that this is something that 
kind of, it comes from a deeper place. I feel like sometimes when I'm given something, as a result, I remember everything that makes me unqualified to receive that. It's really, really hard for me. And to accept the motive, like, okay, if you're giving me this, what are you expecting in return? I'm very much that kind of personality. And to be honest, it's a sick mentality because again, it keeps you in this perpetuation. Like you're never going to fully enjoy what you receive because in the back of your mind, you're thinking like, I did this, I did this. I didn't do that. Right. I don't really deserve this. It's, it's a very, very sick way of living and it's not the way Christ intended for you to live or how he created you to live. Um, The truth is, once a grace mindset happens, you operate out of the knowledge that you are the daughter and the son of a king. There are no conditions. This this defies all religious mindset because it's a concept of grace. Something that my mom brought up that I thought was really, really interesting was um, when a branch is connected to the source, it doesn't work to be connected to the source. It rests because it is attached to the source. If you think of yourself as a branch, how we are connected to God, God doesn't ask the branch to work hard, sweat hard, work 20 hours, pray extra hard. Like a branch's only job is to remain connected. And then God bears fruit through that. And that's the concept of inheritance. Your inheritance is closeness. Your inheritance is a an attachment to our source, which is God. And out of that, God doesn't ask anything else of you. I think we have this really crazy way of saying, of putting that on us. When nowhere does it say, hey, once you say yes to me and you let me abide in you, you're going to need to do these 21 steps, this 21 day fast, these 40 steps to closeness, this, this, you know, and we have all of these things that we put on ourselves and there's nothing wrong with a fast. There's nothing wrong with, but it's not required so that you can be the son or the daughter of a king. That is the grace mindset. And it's such a powerful place to live. When I got to this place, it, it sounds dumb until again, you've been living in Uh, mentality of performance for such a long time that this almost seems like too good to be true even as a believer all your life if we stripped everything away if we stripped the building away if we stripped the church away if we stripped production and microphones and lights and clouds and cool elements like what would we be left with we would be left with a connection as the daughters and sons of kings would that be enough is that enough? Is that enough for you? Is that enough for me? And the answer is yes. What would happen if we began to view ourselves the way God sees us as whole, as perfect, as qualified, as enough, as capable, as already equipped? What would transpire in our society? What would transpire in our world? What would happen if more churches operated like this? Like the concept that a club lets in more people than than the church does, like really boggles my brain. Like, it sounds funny until y'all think like everybody is allowed into a club. Gay, straight, Muslim, Christian, not Christian, old, young, you know, I don't know. Anything else that you can think of, like 
conservative, liberal, Republican, Democrat, like they don't ask. They simply at like they simply put you in a line. It's like, okay, coming in. Okay, come on in. And it's it's crazy to me that the church sometimes is the last place that we can find grace. But the beautiful thing about this is that it starts here. It starts with us. We change the conversation. We change the narrative. We are sent out to be the bringers of good news in this way. Like there's nothing that stops us from doing that. And I'm a huge believer that this is a huge catalyst to change in that way. Um, is accepting our inheritance, accepting this way of life that says, I'm already enough. And if I'm enough, then you're enough. And that kind of joy, that kind of freedom, like that's exactly how you were meant to live. That's exactly how you were meant to operate, period. Like there's no condition. There's nothing else that you have to do. And I think... To piggyback off of what, I, if you guys were here last week, um, my sister talked about stillness. Really spending intentional time with God without the need of doing, without having to do, without having to, maybe if I cry hard enough, like, oh, if I cry hard enough, like, God will do this. If I beg hard enough, if I fast long enough if I if I if I and it's this perpetuation of if I if I and it's like you'll never measure up if that's a mentality that you're in and that's not how you were meant to live um, if you go to Galatians 3.18 I'm reading the New International Version it says for if the inheritance depends on the law then it no longer depends on the promise but God in his grace gave it to Abraham through a promise. Basically, it says the inheritance given through grace was given through a promise, not law, not acts. Like this inheritance, this life that you deserve to live is yours because God promised it. Not because you did anything, not because you didn't do anything, not because you failed or you didn't do anything. It's simply because God is that good that he would have this life for you, this life of freedom, this life of grace, the grace mentality. Um, take a deep breath right now. Come in from this place right now. Just take a few deep breaths and say, Jesus, I am enough. Jesus, thank you. It's one of the deepest statements of faith because it's sometimes the hardest to say. Sometimes the last place that we apply grace is to ourselves. It's the very, very last place that if God can see you and see you as beautiful and whole and God is telling you like, hey, I love you already, I already did it. And we still have the nerve of saying sometimes, yeah, 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 but God, I got this. God, let me do this really quick. God, let me try to figure this out. Let me try and check this off my list so you can be happier with me. And he's like, you don't have to do that. That's it, guys. It's kind of what I had on my heart. So I hope you guys were able to be encouraged by that. Do this with me. Yeah. So I was trying to unmute myself. <laughs> and my hand wasn't fast enough. Y'all give it up for Genesis. Hogan. <clears throat> I want to take a moment to just open it up a little bit. Um, uh, does it, does, did this uh, reflect, resonate 
<laughs> with anybody here. And if it did, uh, I, I want to take a few minutes to just open it up and um, hear your thoughts. Anybody? Can I say something for sure, for sure? <laughs> Go for it. Um, Genesis, you mentioned something in the beginning when you said that you have been in ministry like basically your whole life and it literally brought me back to when I <clears throat> was raised in um, a very judgmental church and everything you were listening because I used to serve in the kids ministry I used to serve in the kids choir I used to serve with like something called um, I don't even know how to translate it in English but it's like called pandero um, I did like all these things in church but the whole the whole thing was if I wasn't doing all these things I didn't feel like I was good enough to serve God. And the way they taught you was, you can't listen to this. You can't act like this. You can't be like this. You can't dress like this. You can't speak to these people. You can't, like, my whole thinking was completely blinded by everything that they said I had to be in order to live up to God's love. And... I remember yeah. for a long time I struggled because I was like, well, this is, this was my mentality for so long. And for so many years, I ended up finding out, like I checked myself because then I was like, I'm now that judgmental person. When I would see people, I'd be like, oh, you're not good enough. Oh, I can't talk to you. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. Like, and I remember having a conversation with someone and they were like, why are you like that? So I checked myself walked away from God for like 11 years and then came back to church and my whole mentality was changed and rewired because then I realized God isn't about that life like God is love God is grace and real love and grace not sitting here judging every movement I make anything that I do he's not being like oh you're bad Monica I'm gonna check off this day you did this and you did that and you didn't pray hard enough and you didn't read the Bible it's not about that yeah so this message definitely got me like, man, I like I really related to that 100%. I'm so glad, sister. I'm so, so glad. We're doing this together. So I'm yes. so glad. Anybody else? Don't be shy. Because I know y'all aren't shy people here. <laughs> I'll jump in. Um, thank you, Jen, for tonight. I was really excited to hear you talk, and it was amazing. Um, I think um, we also put those restrictions, like Monica was saying, that she felt it from the church, but I think we do it to ourselves, too. Like, walking away from our last church, like, everything of what I knew being a Christian was, I walked away from. So I was like, am I meeting God's standards by not being up at five o'clock every Sunday yeah, <laughs> and not totally. cleaning the toilets after church and not like doing all these things that I thought like, okay, well, God sees this, God sees this, God sees this. So it, it took a long time to really, like you said, the branch, like he just needs to stay, he, the branch just needs to stay connected to the tree, connected to, you know, his source. Um, and so I feel like we do that to ourselves, but like you said, like, it's just, my husband always says it's as simple as you want to make it Yeah, <laughs> we complicate it in our minds of these requirements and these standards that we have to meet. But, you know, like your sister said last week about stillness and just like you said, like it's, it's already there. Like we already inherited it. It's nothing that we have to 
have this checklist because I'm a doer too. You know, there's not this checklist that we have to meet um, in order to please God. You know, we just have to live it out every single day as a lifestyle. So that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think one of the craziest things was when the question was posed to me, like with how we're living our lives. And you're right, as a person who puts that on herself, if someone saw me and saw the life, this life of faith that I live, like would they want what I have? Seeing how I am, seeing how worried I can be, seeing how anxious I was, seeing how depleted I was. And I was like, it was a major check for me because I have the power to change the mentality and I have the power to really surrender some things so that I can begin to live this life of grace that he intended for me to live. And that really was like, oh my God, is 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 what people seeing in me, like, is that something that they would want for themselves? And it was crazy because like, you know, like you said, you get to a point where I asked God, I was like, this can't be it. This This can't be... And I know maybe like I've had conversations like this with Danny where we'd both be in a place like in tears, like just like done. And we're like, this can't be it. This is not how, this is not what God wanted for us, period. You know? And so I totally get you. I'm right there with you. A hundred percent. I'm such a mess, y'all. I, I'm laughing because I'm really, truly, I'm such a mess. <laughs> I'm doing this with you guys. I'm totally doing this with you guys. Anybody else? I'd like to Hi. say something. Oh, Hi. oh go, go ahead. So, so, Terry, Hi. It's Terry. I'm in the rooftop, so if you can't see me well, I'm sorry. Um, I, just, I wanted to say, <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. I wanted to say thank you to both you and your sister, because honestly, everything you guys have preached about, you've answered every one of my prayers. Sorry. No, you're fine. Last week, I was in such depression and anxiety that I was like, God, like, this can't, like you said, like, this can't be it. Like, just, I don't want this in my heart. I don't want this. Like, and I couldn't go back to my old church or any church at that point. Because, like, like, again, I was like, I don't want to be judged. Like, I'm a whole different type of person. I'm not religious like they are. And I've been to a couple of churches where, like, I, as soon as I step in, I'm like, I don't feel, I feel out of place. And honestly, like you say, like at the club, they accept you no matter what. And I've, I've honestly felt way more comfortable there. But even then, I'm like, this isn't it. And come last week in the preaching where they said like, to sit and listen to God. I was like, how is that so common sense? And I hadn't done it. Instead, I was like, trying to figure things out on my own yeah. come this week after that push after that preaching come this week i told god like i can't i give up i'm done i don't know where you want me who you want me with or where i'm supposed to be what i'm supposed to be doing with my life at this point in my life i'm done trying yeah. like just do what you want to do with me take me where you want me to be and lead me that way without even if i'm trying to fight it just take me there because I know with me being so unaccepting of changes mm -hmm. like it's so hard for me to accept any type of change and all these changes in the world happening right now is it got me so out of my comfort zone and I feel like I've got in my moments where I'm like I can't breathe yeah totally and now that I've told God like 
just take over. I'm done. Like I can't. I don't know why I keep trying when I know I shouldn't. I should just give myself to you. But with all the lessons taught prior in my life, I feel again like I have to be by the book. And it came to my thought like the book is there as a guidance. It doesn't mean we have to be word by word.、Mm-hmm. The relationship is between me and God, and the only one that's gonna speak to me is God. And even though I can read the Bible from one to end to the other. If my comprehension and my relationship isn't there, founded with God, then I'm still gonna be lost.、Yeah. And with your preaching, like honestly, I feel like you answered everything. Like that's exactly what I needed. Like、wow. you fed my, you guys have fed my soul to the point where last week I was like, I was so happy. I felt like a high, a natural high I had never felt. And right now I'm so emotional, and I'm, I got myself out of my comfort zone. Go ahead and speak up and say thank you, guys. Because honestly, this is what I've been seeking for. So thank all of you. I'm so glad, Mamita Raquel. Like you're such a gift. Like you are the reason that we're all together. That is what God's word says. That He would leave the 99 and come back for the one because you mean that much to Him. Like that. Like period. You don't have to do anything else. Literally nothing else. And it's incredible when you you know when your mind. When your mindset begins to shift, like how God will surround you with people who see you like that, who see you the way God sees you, who see the God in you, who see that, who see the calling over your life, because there is a calling over your life. There is a reason that you've been pushed to this place where you're like, you know what, I can't. And God's like, perfect. That's the perfect time for me to come in and let let me let me do what I do. Let me do what I do. And I'm so. Proud of you for sharing because I know it can't be easy to be vulnerable. But the truth is, is like you and I aren't different. You and I are not different. We're doing this together, Mamita. And there's a reason that you showed up today. And it's and I'm so glad that you were able to speak up because I know you think that I'm speaking to you, but the, the truth is, is in hearing you speak, it's like, okay, I'm not alone. I'm not crazy. Like I'm not doing this by myself. Like we're literally in this together. So thank you for sharing your heart, girl. Thank you. You're a gift here. You're a gift.、Uh, Terry was next. Terry. Okay. There. Sorry, my unmute kept hiding from me. I couldn't. It kept running away.、Um, <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you.、Um, that's I, really what I needed to hear tonight. I do. I'm not a big talker. I don't. I don't really have a lot to say, but I just wanted to tell you thank you. That really, really is what I needed to hear tonight. So I appreciate it. I'm so and glad I love your shirt. <laughs> I love you, Rockin'Roll. <laughs> I'm so glad, Tara. I'm so so glad you were encouraged by it, girl. Yeah, thank you. Anybody else? You just go to the chat. Anybody else? I like to say something really quick. Okay, and then、uh, after、um, I think that was Vanessa,、uh, and then yeah, Russell, then Russell. <clears throat> um, thank you so much, Genesis, for that. That really hit home. Um, I just wanted to touch up on the grace part. Um, and giving ourselves grace. I wasn't brought up in church. I knew nothing about faith. I knew nothing about religion. I knew nothing and nothing when it came to Christ. To be honest with you, um, I had the type of life that you know. Unfortunately, my mom had. You know, she chose to take care of herself and push my me and my siblings to the side and had me basically raise us. You know,、uh, 
Um, so when I found grace, it was during the time that I had my daughter. Um, and it goes back to my daughter because I knew what faith was. I knew what having hope was, but I never knew what it felt like. And then after she passed away, um, it was easy for me to show grace towards everyone else going through it and anyone else that needed me. But it was so hard for me to show grace towards myself. Wow. I didn't wow. feel like I was doing enough. Like the women here that joined us tonight, and I'm thankful for Ashley, Jasmine, Leslie, Cynthia, those women that are joining right now can tell you, I can be at the most broken state and I can show them grace. I can give them grace. I could talk to them about grace and faith. But when it came to me, I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had no room for grace for myself. I had no room for forgiveness towards myself, nor did I feel like even if I said one thing, was I going to be heard, you know? So hearing you speak, it's like, I needed that. I needed to know that I was enough. I needed to know, I needed confirmation that with everything going on in my life, with my children, my husband, our finances, and everything you touched it, and the women around me, that I'm enough and I have grace and I can go off of that to grow not just and like I had posted earlier we just finished this 100 day challenge and I have grown so much mentally physically and spiritually to know God not just know of God but to know God Mm -hmm. in a way that I never thought I would be able to and through your message and through the message of your sister last week and I will never ever forget when I first entered this um, group when Heather said that religion is not part of God's love the four walls is not part of God's love just God is everywhere yeah yes and I and I am beyond grateful and thankful for each and one every one of you guys like I, you guys have been such a huge part of me and my husband's journey, not only as individuals, but as a family, as husband and wife. We sit there and we look at Chip and Lisa and we love it. We look at Danny and Dominique and Heather and Daniel and everybody here and Alex and his lovely lady and everybody, everybody. And we're just like, wow, like we belong here. Like there's so many times we come on call and we have deja vu yeah and it's like this is where we're supposed to be you know I love it I love it yes so I just want to thank you guys and sorry for rambling but I just want to thank you guys and this house is going to grow in a way that watch out (laughs) because it's amazing I love it girl thank you I'm so that's incredible I'm so honored to hear that and like everybody like I, I feel the same way everybody here like we're all here for the same thing you know what I'm saying so I'm so glad I think uh, Russell was next, and then Justin after that. If Russell is not available, <laughs> Justin, go for it, brother. I think they both dipped out. Everybody hear me? <laughs> oh, we can. Okay, yes. There I am. So, um, thank you for this uh, wonderful, wonderful word. Um, I uh, I've been going through some stuff recently, and 
Um, it's been a definitely a there's been a definitely a rough month. Uh, for one, I uh, for one I lost a a high school friend um, to uh, to gun violence, and then it's been like a it's like a week. It's been like a week, and I used to coach football, and I lost a uh, a player. He um, committed suicide. God, I'm sorry. And uh, it's um yeah, it's been just it's just been a rough month. But through uh, through channeling God and reaching out to uh, Sione and Vanessa and just honestly just meditating through Christ, I um, I've been finding more and more peace. I've been finding more and more peace, and um, I just wish uh, I wish all you guys the best, and I love each and every one of you guys so so much. Um, Honestly, like I didn't have any other place to go for church. Um, I used to be definitely in church. <laughs> I used to be in the choir and youth church and all that stuff like that. But this is honestly great just to be a part of. And um, thank you guys so much for just uh, your continuous prayers and um, all the love. Thank you guys. Thank you, Justin. Russell, are you back? I see you. I see your face. Yeah, I'm back. Sorry about that. I just wanted to tell thank you to Genesis for saying that uh, we are all um, one of the 99. It's I left the church because I felt like I wasn't I wasn't part of the the group of God, the the sons and the daughters. And I just wanted to say thank you because I want to say thank you to George and his wife because inviting me to this because I'm this is really out of my my comfort zone. So it's just like I want to say thank you to all you guys for making me feel welcome and that not just because we're not in the four walls, we're all still sons and daughters of of God. And hopefully you guys will let me keep joining and grow with you guys Russ absolutely Russ and Justin I, I think it's so again one of the things that I love about this is that it's unconventional because we live in unconventional times like it's not the time to do things like we normally did in fact I hope things don't go back to normal I really really do because something <clears throat> incredible is happening and I love, love, love the fact that you feel welcome because you are always welcome. You always belong here. Um, and I think, again, it's just, it goes to show, and I, I think I can think for Danny and Dom on this, like our heart is to make sure that no one ever feels like they don't fit, that no one ever feels like they don't belong, that they're not Christian enough, that they're not good enough, that they're not, that's not the point here. And that's not, the truth of what God wants for us. So I'm just glad that you feel welcome and that you would feel comforted Justin too, that you would feel that this is a place that you can come to, that you can always hopefully leave differently than how you came. That's the point of us doing this. Like you're not supposed to leave the same. You're supposed to leave differently. And, um, and I'm so glad that you could find that here because this is the place for that. <laughs> 